Welcome to another episode of the Lighthouse Conversations. I'm your host, Hesho Montasser. A lot has changed during the last few weeks, and I hope wherever you're listening to this, that you and your loved ones are staying safe and in good health. We'd already been exploring talking to some of our friends internationally, and given the global nature of this epidemic, we are now even more committed to reach out to as many friends as possible far and near. Since there's no playbook for entrepreneurs on how to play this, we want to engage with as many entrepreneurs as possible to offer stories that provide guidance, inspiration, and hopefully some comfort. Entrepreneurship can be a lonely business at the best of times, so there's no better time to connect, share, and brainstorm. Over the past few years, many people have realized how sedentary their lives have become and are actively exploring ways to improve their health, both physically and mentally. This is even more the case now that we have a global health epidemic affecting our health and keeping us indoors. And today's guest has been studying this and exploring it as a career ever since leaving Egypt to study kinesiology and exercise science at George Washington University. She moved to Amsterdam and graduated in 2007, top of her class at the European School of Physiotherapy. So you're good? I am good. Okay, we'll start. I'm excited to introduce you to Amina Nagib, who since has returned to Cairo, where she started her own practice, which has evolved from an initial focus on physiotherapy into an awesome workout based on the Lagri fitness method, a concept she calls burn. And as you know, in Egypt, um, it's difficult to get paperwork done. Uh, so when I applied for that, it's like uh, applying to the syndicate of physiotherapy in Egypt. They were like, so what is George Washington University and what is the university in Amsterdam? They completely made me uh, redo part of my uh, my work in Australia. Uh So that was interesting. That was during the revolution, actually. Uh, I had to do what they call an internship or an MCS in Egypt which ended up being more of nursing rather than uh, physiotherapy uh, during the revolution. It was actually a super scary moment in my life. I was also pregnant wow. uh, with my second child, and I had the first one at home. But in order to get my paperwork in, in straight, uh, I had to get that done. So every morning I'd wake up, leave kid number one at home, take num- kid number two in my belly with me, <laughs> across the Nile to the Cairo University, uh, where I basically had to do the rounds and uh, help out uh, in a very, very scary uh, time in Egypt. I mean, I remember, I clearly remember uh, the sound of the, the fighter planes flying over us as I left my kids at home in the morning and went down to work. Uh, but I have to say that was one of the the things that I most appreciate now because it, it made me learn and grow so much. I hadn't lived in Egypt uh, for about 10 years. Uh, so I was Khawega-wise uh, or whatever you call it. Yeah, like a foreigner. Uh, yeah, kind so of. It, yeah it, it brought me back to my roots. Sure. And it also gave me a lot of experience, to be honest. Tell us a bit about your current business. So tell us about Burn. What's the philosophy behind it what exactly is it um and then maybe as a third question i'm just adding them on here from that time when you started to now i mean what did you take from those experiences into burn when you were starting it 
Oh, so much. What I realize now is that every single experience I've had, good and bad and difficult and easy, all of that is what burn is. Um, it, and, and now reflecting back on everything that's happened to me, it's allowed me to become so creative and so open with the brand. Uh, and it's allowed it to manifest in that way. Burn is spelled B dash. U R N. Uh, it it begun by me trying out a workout in the states, uh, which I fell in love with. I was on this big machine, which they called the Megaformer. My arms were shaking, my heart was beating, but I felt safe and my joints were okay. So, given my physiotherapy background, I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. People can work out, get a good workout without hurting themselves. So without thinking twice, I contacted uh, Sebastian Legree in California. And within two months, I was in California taking the teacher training course. And he invented this. He invented the, the machine. And this was sort of his patented yes. program. Okay. Yes, okay. it is his uh, program. It's called the Legree Fitness Method. Uh, we've evolved. We've, we're still using parts of the method, but we've added other parts which now are uh, more burn than Legree. And what, why specifically did you think this particular method or these machines, the megaformers, as you say, were, were the right move? Because, you know, they are, I'm just looking from a logistical perspective, you're starting a business, those machines are expensive, you have to bring them into Egypt, you need a larger space, etc. You know, there, was, there are so many yeah. aspects to physical... Uh, fitness, yeah. you know, why, why did you go for that? I literally, I think I wasn't thinking, <laughs> <laughs> to be quite honest with you. Uh, my background definitely is not in finance. Uh, as you know, that's my husband's background. And uh, actually, when I first told him about these crazy machines worth X amount per piece and shipping and post-revolution and no one wants to spend uh, his first thing was like, okay, uh, why don't you just do a normal workout, get 15 people in the room and make them pay for classes. Correct. Uh, I was, I was, I'm just stubborn, I guess. Uh, no, but it worked. I, I mean, that's, I, I'm not saying this in a sense it. that it was not the right move. It worked. So you had something in your mind why you insisted on this. Yeah, I guess two parts. First of all, it was a gut instinct. It was it was my body reacting to the workout that I did, as with anything that I that I that I do or or offer for clients. I try on myself first, so I jumped on the machine. Actually, it was because I didn't get into a Barry's boot camp class. There was this other class uh, on this megaformer, so I was like, okay, I need a workout. Let's just try it out jumped on the machine, suddenly found my heart beating, my legs shaking. Everything was working. My heart rate was up, but I felt safe. There was no uh, pressure on my joints. Uh, so automatically I was like, yes, this is what Cairo is missing. And this is what I want to bring back to my clients that, that can't jump up and down and get injured, but want a good, thorough workout. That's brilliant. And you, you, so you started with those machines, you brought it back, but I mean, knowing you, you're a very creative person, you literally built a brand around it. And it's almost the way I would look at it today is pretty much a lifestyle brand. 
So walk us from sort of importing those machines, bring them to Cairo, um, starting your classes to right. where you are today in terms of the evolution. Was that something you thought of at the beginning or it just evolved over time and you kind of rolled with it? Um, not at all. I, I mean, at the beginning, all I was thinking was, dude, I want those machines in Cairo <laughs> so that I can work out on them every day. Sure, sure. <laughs> so uh, I just went with my gut and brought over three machines. The machines arrived in Cairo and I was like, no, I have no one to train me on them. <laughs> so I ended up not getting a workout, but having to give four or five hours back-to-back -back, uh, workouts to clients and eventually train a bunch of trainers. So it wasn't until maybe eight months into uh, bringing the machines that I actually got a chance to work out on them myself by someone else. That's so funny. But you knew it was working because I remember there was immediately a huge demand for those classes. I mean, I would come to Cairo and try to sneak into a class and I couldn't get in. <laughs> yes. No, there was a demand for the class. There, the, the, my friends and clients started coming and it, it was like an addiction because they'd want more. They, they, they would tell me, we feel good after this workout. I don't know what it is about the workout or what you're saying to us in class, but something's working and something's shifting. And uh, the problem was the lack of spots. So I only had three machines. Uh, what do they call that in business? What, a pilot study or sure. Uh, <laughs> sure. whatever you guys call it. Um, so right away after three months, uh, I ordered another four machines. Uh, and kept giving classes back to back, back to back. Uh, lost my voice in the process. That's why it kind of sounds like a frog right now. <laughs> uh, but uh, eventually, I had brought in seven machines with uh, about, I trained about seven trainers by then after eight months. And we were able to accommodate more people. Uh, that still wasn't enough and the wait list kept waiting I guess uh, but people still come and they're loving it and I'm happy about that and you just said that a lot of your friends told you we don't know what it is that we feel but we feel great What what is it you think that they feel is it the dopamine release what's sort of the chemical reaction or the chemical psychological reaction that creates that obsession with wanting to come back and, and you know that class? Well, uh, that's an, a very interesting question because a lot of my, my studies or my, my interest was in exercise science uh, related to that feeling you get after a good workout. And one of the people who I look up to very much, his name is John Racy. He's a professor at Harvard. Uh, I kind of stalked him until I finally got an answer from him. <laughs> I, I remember the but stalking days. He, yeah, uh, he wrote several books. One of them is called uh, Spark. And he speaks about how one bout of exercise is equivalent to popping one Prozac. And mm. he's done the research. And uh, it's not just about the terms that everyone uses so loosely, which is endorphins and all of that jazz. It's also neurotransmitters called the uh, BDNF 
and uh, so much other stuff that's going on in the body, you're actually creating brain cells when you work out. You're actually stretching your mind. So one of the things he says is that you should get your workout done before your most important meeting. Or kids should work out first thing in the morning rather than in the middle of the day PE. And that for me was super interesting because, okay, my clients are saying something's happening. Uh, I'm feeling good. Uh, I feel better when I work out with you in the morning than in the afternoon. So everything sort of made sense. It clicks. That's on the, the physical side. They were, they were also getting stronger. They were um, telling me they're doing better at work. Uh, uh, and that's the, the life part of it. So how we impact a greater thing than just, I always say, um, the side effects are the weight loss or the muscle strength or all of that. But what you actually get from burn is something called the happy. Okay. And what's the happy? The happy, I believe, is something we're all born with. So you're all, we're all born happy. Everyone is looking for happiness on the outside. So if I do well at work, if I get into this university and then I get a good job and then I make people proud and then I, then I will be happy. That's the mindset in general. What, what I believe is that we are born happy. And what happens eventually is that with every big experience, every loss, every big stumble that you have, you build layers and layers and layers on top of that uh, happy that you're born with. So eventually at age 40 or 45, you're trying everything, but you're still not finding that happy. And what we do at Burn is we use the physical and the science so all of those working your heart rate up to more than 70% of its max to to, uh, to get you get you to that point where you're not even thinking anymore. You're it, it's sort of like a chemical reaction using exercise to sort of get deep into the body and change your mind. So you're actually shedding off those layers, and each time you come in, uh, one of those. Those layers shed off, shed off, shed off to the point where you leave the class feeling what our clients say, happy. But that's what we coin as being called the happy. We're all thinking about exercise a lot more holistically these days. Not just a physical form, but also how it connects to the mind and our general well-being. For fitness providers, this is no longer limited to a class that they give but also providing customers with a support base beyond the classes. For example, Amina's classes, which left people feeling more balanced, started evolving into a community of people who are connecting socially outside of class. As we speak, Burn has launched virtual daily classes, and who knows, this might just be a new wave that will remain even after COVID-19 and create an entire new platform for health enthusiasts. We really believe that Burn is not just checking in to a class for a workout. It's about how you eat, how you move, and most importantly, how you live. When I first started Burn, uh, when the machine came in, I was like, okay, I need a name for this because my first business was called Physio Egypt. So I was like, okay, let's call it something about being yourself because I had just had my first, my second child and something was off. 
So the only thing I knew how to do, which is something that I've been doing forever, is throwing the kids to my mom and going down for a run. And I felt the effects of that on myself. So it was a workout uh, that made me feel better. And so I said, okay, how about we call this workout B-whatever. And then I looked for all the synonyms that started with B, words that started with B, (laughs) and (laughs) I found burn. So I was like, great, so B-whatever you want to be that morning. If you want to be silly, if you want to be angry, if you want to be happy, if you want to be resilient, powerful, the adjectives are endless. Uh, but having a space for people who wanted to be whatever they wanted to be that morning, and that was that was the initial goal of the brand or the name, at least. And eventually, it turned into that. I have all types of clients from all walks of life who come, um, and each one is in a different mood in the morning, and they're they're allowed to be whoever they want to be for those 45 minutes. It's actually something I say in class. You want to take this as a healing session, go for it. You want to take it as just a pure workout, go for it. Uh, Just be yourself and allow all the experiences that you're going through in your outside life be a part of whatever we are giving you in these 45 minutes inside and see what happens. So yes, there is definitely this social um, community that's that evolved at Bern, but it's a very lean back kind of community, sort of um, definitely a place that I would have chosen to go to had it not been mine. So that's a, that's a great point. I actually wanted to ask you that exact question in the sense that I remember when I started The Lighthouse, one of the things that gave me a lot of comfort is that I felt that in some ways I would be my own client. So I trusted my intuition and gut when it came to making the initial decisions about the brand and how to evolve the brand and the products and the food. Because I felt if I if it wasn't me, I would have wanted to come to that place and I would say, what would I like exactly. to see here and follow that? Did you follow? It seems to me that you're That's following a very similar exactly script in that happened. sense that you trusted your gut and you are kind of your own target right. client in a way, right? So what I I tell my my trainers in the teacher training actually is only give a class that you would want to take. So when I'm curating my workouts, or they are, uh, we curate workouts that we would like to take. And that goes to the music, that goes to its, I mean, the curation is over and above just the workout, right? I mean, it's kind of a whole Yes, exactly. Everything from the music to what you say. So when I'm trying to motivate someone, I'm like, okay, what if I was in his position or her position on this machine and I'm sweating and I think I can't go that extra bit or hold that extra bit longer, what would I want someone to tell me? And that's what comes out of my mouth. And that's how I give my class. So this was the initial stage. It went really well. I, I recall those days. And you started expanding in the sense of, as you said, bringing in more machine machines, hiring uh, more trainers, you were even thinking about physical expansion beyond one location. I, I think it's just the beginning for us. There's so many ideas I have in my head and in my heart that I want to spread. Uh, we have started um, working on a second location. Two of my uh, 
in Cairo, in on Cairo. the outskirts of Cairo, in the 6th of October area. Okay. Uh, okay. Two of my trainers have partnered okay. up with me to open that one. I'm really looking forward to uh, to doing that and spreading it, and not just spreading the workout, because it's not just about the workout, but about the, the ethos behind the brand itself, itself. The ethos of the brand. So... So all of that, all those connections is what makes us human. And we say at Burn, mess up, grow up, mess up, grow up. And that is a part of being human. And that, that's the brand. It's, it's not just uh, a health-conscious brand, but it's an all-encompassing life brand. I remember when Goop started. I mean, obviously it was celebrity-driven, but as a concept, and today it's sort of this sprawling business that does everything from e-commerce to you know to classes to podcasts i mean do you see this um growing over time to encompass many different sides i mean for example one of the things i know you've experimented with we mentioned at the beginning was almost a retail line right like a, a line of of workout clothes and sweaters and t-shirts etc right so do you see various kind of lines that become part of the the burn brand yes for sure so Exercise is just one part of life, right? Sure. There's so so much as else that that builds the house that I call the the life house, um, and part of that. So if you picture a house, you have your base, which I would say you put love or lust under because that's what we were all made of, right? And then you have one side of the house, which is your fuel, your food, your nutrition, all of that. And then you have, on the other side of the house, you have your exercise, so working working your body, changing your mind, all of that. And then on the top side of the house, you have the mindfulness aspect of life, which is actually very new to me and still discovering. So all those parts come together, and that's, and that's life, and that's what we're all what we're all sort of trying to um, discover. And which areas would you go into first? Would it be nutrition? Would it be sort of, as you said, the, the, the mind uh, mind and body side, both, retail? Uh, no, I'm sort of a one step at a time kind of human. So okay. right now, uh, the, the retail is doing really well. Uh, we have burn hoodies, which are our classic line of hoodies. Uh, just because I felt most comfortable in a hoodie, so I wanted everyone to have a hoodie that said something fun on it. Do you design them yourself, or do you hire someone? I, I do. I, I The designs I do myself, and then I send them to a factory, and they uh, basically create the... Them. I choose the material, and then they create the, the, the products for us. And then we sell them at Burn, but I'm... Um, I, what I'm excited about in, in that is that it's 100% Egyptian cotton made in Egypt by Egyptians from A to Z and at affordable prices, which is very different than the stuff that we get in Egypt is usually either imported or we have to travel to get really cool, active, lean back wear. So where can people, if they're not in Cairo, where can they get those hoodies? Can they just go into your website or email you or instagram me what's the best way to kind of get that line out uh definitely instagram you can instagram the burn account or my private account 
Uh, also, we are working on an online retail uh, section uh, to the website. So that's going to be uh, available. And I'm always open to any collaborations or people who want to take this stuff. I've been approached by someone in Dubai who wanted to bring the stuff and sell it there and, and someone else in Jordan. And it's, it's, it's nice to see and kind of unbelievable for me to get approached by people like that. Um, but I'm, I'm just happy that it's liked by so many people. Of course, well, it's brilliant. I mean, as you said, it's very comfortable. Egyptian cotton. I mean, I have uh, probably one of each, and my kids mm-hmm. both uh, wear them pretty much everywhere when they can. So I, I completely. Yeah. The, I, the thing with the, the kids is is that the kids ones were uh, inspired by my kids. Uh, they wanted clothes exactly like my clothes. So, so you decided to do a ch- I just children's made them a bunch, Yeah, so I just made them a bunch of hoodies with some holes super cozy, uh, big people wording on the back uh, that they basically live in. I get parents now who tell me, they're like, Amina, I don't know if it's the biggest curse or blessing what you've done, but my kid won't wear anything else. Yeah, I can attest to that as well. The kids absolutely love wearing them. (laughs) You obviously mentioned you have two children, beautiful children, I might add. Um, Do you bring them into this whole experience or do you think of this, oh, this is work, you know, I'm going to work now and then I come back and I'm a mom? Or do you blend those two? Uh, I have to admit it's blended. Uh, they're involved okay. in everything. It's not a bad thing. Yeah, not at all. I love it. They're, they're involved in everything. So I'm sitting at home trying to create a playlist for tomorrow's routine. They're the ones that are choosing the songs or they're the ones that are saying, hey mom, let's, let's start with a plank tomorrow and then play this song so that the people can run really fast while they're holding a plank. So it's, it's really blended. They come to Bern whenever they have a day off from school. I'm super proud of it in a funny way. Their friends all want to come as well, uh, uh, which, which makes me very, 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 very happy. My kids are also very uh, supportive and uh, and enjoy working out. So my kids could probably give you the definition of the happy better than I could. <laughs> yeah, no, that's quite incredible. So was that a conscious decision or did it come out of the fact that I have uh, work to do and my kids are at home and I need to kind of bring them in? Or were you sort of very consciously bring them in from the beginning? Um, I think it was a natural progression. That's the way I was raised. So my mom used to put on her VHS James Fonda videos while I used to hang out and watch her. And I guess I that's how I raised my children. So they just watched me and did with me and worked out with me. And sports and exercise in general became a part of their life at a very, very young age. And that was your philosophy as well, right? So you've essentially adopted... You, you, you've always thought about, you know, exercise being part of your life and therefore being also part of your children's lives. Yeah, totally. So it's not something that we have to add into our lives. It's, it's only normal that that's in our lives sort of thing. And I hope that's what they pass on to their uh, kids, if they have any. <laughs> Given the challenges, I'm just switching gears here. Given the challenges that are obviously inherent in being in Cairo and being in Egypt and setting up a business in Egypt, 
Do you think that, do you see this business traveling outside of Egypt or do you see that essentially as an Egypt-centric business? It's, it's, uh, it's customized for any human being. So um, the philosophy, the workout uh, can be transferable anywhere around the globe. Uh, of course, it would have to take the right person to take that, my little baby, away there. Sure. <laughs> but definitely it can be applied anywhere and I hope it does go places. So you can see at some point you franchising the brand to a set of countries, for example. Yeah, for sure. Uh, burn is for all over the place. It's definitely not uh, just for Egyptians. And I hope to see it spread and flourish and, and make an impact on other people's lives as it has on the people of Egypt. So having said that, what's on the immediate agenda? Oh, Hash, you want to give away all my secrets? Um, not all. Let's give us one or two and we'll live with that. <laughs> we'll live with that. Give us one secret as a teaser well, uh, and keep the rest to yourself. Uh, definitely, all right. Definitely opening the, the brand. The second thing is that I am in the middle of curating a brand new workout, uh, a different kind of method with the same ethos. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. I'm also working on a new line of uh, clothing, which uh, people can take to the beach, maybe. Oh, fun. That's <laughs> and great. Yeah, uh, that's, yeah. That's probably all I can share right now. Okay, that's, that's good enough. Um, would, uh, would the new uh, exercise or the new uh, class be on the same machines or something outside of that? No, something completely different. Oh, how fun. Still safe. Still fun, still 45 minutes, but working your body in a completely different manner. Maybe we can bring over bring over some machines to the lighthouse sometime soon. Anytime. We would love to do that. Let's do it. And then we'll all have a huge breakfast afterwards. You know, that's the whole idea. All wearing burn hoodies. Exactly. Exactly. We'll take the burn hoodies to the lighthouse. I like that. All right. We'll work on that separately. Next up, next up. You can follow Burn on Instagram at B underscore URN and connect with Amina directly at Amina Nagib, one word. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Lighthouse Conversations with me, Hashem Montasser. We're produced by Chirag Desai. You can find all our episodes on your favorite podcast players where you can subscribe for free. You can also check them out on the web at thelighthouse.ae slash podcast. See you in two weeks. Until then... Stay safe and stay home.